You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. What questions do the Cowboys still have to answer in their final preseason game? Well, come find out with us. It's time to get riled up on the Cowboys with my man, Tom Ryle, and your boy, Roy White. Of course, it is a Thursday here on the Blogging the Boys podcast network, and we encourage you to check out all of the great content here at bloggingtheboys.com by subscribing to the YouTube channel, by checking out the hardcover.com website, and also by subscribing to my friend Tom and myself there on Twitter, at TomRyleBTB. You can hit him up. At RW3 is where you can find me to share your thoughts. And full disclosure here, Tom, I'm a little bit under the weather today. Had to call in sick for my day job. But Mm -hmm. this game is too important for me to miss as we talk through what questions the Cowboys still have to answer. But before we get to that, Tom, we had some breaking news there on Wednesday as the Cowboys made an announcement about one of their... One of their legends. Yeah, well, and to be fair, Tom, I don't know if you saw his Hall of Fame, you know, um, locker layout for DeMarcus Ware, but there was a lot of Cowboys fans who were a little bit perturbed by the lack of Dallas Cowboys star gear when he set that Hall of Fame locker up. Uh, But whatever hard feelings Cowboys fans must have about that, the Joneses do not share those feelings because they announced at their media gala there on Wednesday out at the Star that DeMarcus Ware would be entering the Ring of Honor as the 23rd member. Jerry also said, Tom, to Clarence Hill Jr., that Tony Romo and Jason Witten would be named to the Ring of Honor as well, and that Clarence could print that quote. Uh, Of course, right, notable name missing from this list regarding the Ring of Honor, and one that many Cowboys fans feel has been overlooked for far too long. I just feel personally, Tom, that Jimmy Johnson will never be in the ring of honor as long as Jerry is still here. Yeah. This was low class. That's all I can say. It's just, I don't know what it is with, with Jerry and Jimmy, the whole nineties success, the Super Bowl glory years. I was Jimmy Johnson and Jerry just needs to put his ego aside and, but, RJ Achoa has addressed this, and we'll just refer you back to his podcast and let him tell you what's going on. Um, let's get on to the, uh, you know, to what's going on this 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 week. Uh, the Las Vegas Raiders are coming to town. It's the Cowboys' final chance to evaluate some players, and it's also for those of us that are watching. There are always some clues that are happening. Uh, The first thing I want to say is I'm going to be highly upset if any of the starters take the field. 
I agree. I heard that conversation this week about even should they do it if the best in the game of Patrick Mahomes and others are taking some reps in the preseason, should this team go about doing that? And the answer for me on that one is unequivocally no. What they're doing has nothing to do with your circumstances. And the Cowboys in multiple places really can't afford an injury to different spots, right? I mean, they probably can't afford another linebacker injury. They probably can't afford another offensive lineman injury or a offensive lineman injury. And certainly if anything happens to Tony Pollard, like as much as I am a fan of what he's going to bring, and I think he can shoulder the load this year, they're going to be a little short behind him as well. So let's get into that, Tom. The ones we know for sure, right? The clues we've already deciphered up to this point that tell us where guys are going to be. I think we start with the quarterback room, and and we already know how that stacks up, right? Dak one, Cooper two, Will Greer three, and all three of them will be on the football team. Yeah, well, uh, yeah, I've had some discussions with our colleague David Howman, a little bit of back and forth. Uh, He thinks they're going to roll – with just two quarterbacks to start the season that Greer will at some point make the 53 to be that game day emergency quarterback, but they may hold that move off until maybe the postseason. you know, assuming everything goes well for the Cowboys. Uh, I don't know because we don't know how teams are going to use this rule. Uh, so, you know, I, to me, it's it's 50-50 whether Greer is signed to the 53 or they try to get him off the practice squad, which I don't think they'd have any trouble doing, and just hold him in reserve because they might want to use that spot for some, something else. I I can see that as a possibility. It'll be interesting to see how the rest of the league, right, will there kind of almost be a unspoken agreement about we won't poach your number three quarterback from the practice squad if you won't poach ours? Uh, I'm sure there's no – kind of conversation that could be had from that. But I can't imagine anybody would look at the practice squad and go, oh, Will Greer's available. That's an upgrade to any of the other 32 teams in the league, at least when it comes to their starting quarterback. So, you know, there is some continuity importance to that quarterback play. And, yeah, I don't think anybody would make a jump for him if they did try to sneak him to the practice squad. And remember, the key point is when the waivers hit on Tuesday, which is when they cut down to 53 from the 90-man roster because – that's when when teams can come in and claim a player and the Cowboys can't do anything. Once they get somebody in the practice squad, they can match an offer to keep somebody. Ooh, okay. Uh, I like that. Yeah, so so that will be the key thing to see how they approach that. Um, And that's going to be an interesting moment, I think, because I think the Cowboys could be looking around. I think think the entire NFL is going to be taking a very – different approach it's going to be almost maybe like the udfa frenzy that we see as soon as the last pick of the draft is made uh i think there's going to be a ton of claims just because there's going to be some people hitting the streets there's people with needs and you know they put in a claim sign someone and somebody else goes you know i would not be surprised to see a veteran offensive lineman or two come in that they think could be a backup um you know, it's just uh, I, I I don't know how this is going to be. We're in a we're in kind of new territory. I like the overall idea of let's just do one cut down because that's going to let us see some people that might have had to be released already. So that's that's a good thing. Uh, I think it's going to be Tom. I think we're going to treat it a little bit like you know 
the day or two after free agency takes place. Like there's going to be enough big names, either big names or guys who had big contracts that didn't perform up to those contracts. There's going to be plenty of names and weapons that you could use to improve your football team. The Cowboys are just going to have to be judicious in who they decide to bring in and who they, you know, prioritize those waiver claims on. We do think, at least from the running back standpoint, from the running back position, I wouldn't anticipate them going outside the organization at this time to get anybody at that position. Uh, as you stated in the article, you know, Tony Pollard, obviously the one, I think Rico Dowdle and Deuce Vaughn are the two, three penciled in, almost sharpied in at this point. And now it's a question of whether or not they would roll with four running backs. I personally don't think they will and don't think they should because there's so many other places, especially on the defensive side of the ball, where I'd like to have some extra juice. And again, I kind of feel like running backs are replaceable, right? They probably will be able to find a guy that's on the scrap heap if Tony Pollard goes down that they could come in and, and supplement their running game with. Or maybe from the practice squad. Maybe they think Malik Davis can step up Maybe even Hunter Lepke. Uh, you know, if I tell you, if, if John Stevens had not been hurt last week, which still yeah. makes me makes Brutal. me so angry. Um, and you know, the anger is unreasonable. With you know, the freak hurt, freak accident. It seems like Seattle has a turf problem because both him and Demarvian Overshone. I, I didn't see why they got hurt. It's just like oh, you could Demarvion's, see it Demarvion's was really disheartening because. That was just a plant. That wasn't anything unusual, Tom. Yeah. That wasn't any, you know, non-ordinary football move. Yeah. And I said yeah. on our pod last week when you weren't with us that, uh, look, you know, the best part about this preseason up to this point has been the luck they've had with injuries. So, unfortunately, I might have jinxed them with that last week. But, you know, with that yeah. being said, that's entirely the reason why they should risk nobody in this third game. Yeah. And I was just going to say, if Stevens – had not gone down, I would have been almost certain they'd just carry three running backs so they could carry four tight ends. Mm -hmm. Now, yeah, I, I'm leaning towards – it's going to be seven players total in those two rooms, and it's just right now I'd say they'd probably be more willing to carry Sean McCune uh, than Malik Davis. Uh, so that's kind of what we'll see. Uh, but – I I don't think we're going to see Rico or Deuce play much. I think this is going to be the Malik and Hunter show. They're going to let those guys go out there and get a whole bunch of carries and a lot of work just to see, just to take one last look at them. Because that's what this is going to be for a lot of things. Their last little bit of data up against, you know, live action up against guys in another uniform and seeing seeing what they're going to do. Uh, it's why I think you're going to see Asim Richards is going to get a lot of play, even though I feel almost certain he makes the roster uh, because he's he's a rookie. He got to learn. He's, he needs the experience. Uh, you know, are we going to see Matt Lesko at all here at his shoulder? I haven't heard if he's going to be out this game. I suspect he will. Are they still going to roll? I mean, the offensive line, we could do probably a whole podcast just yeah. talking about the woes of the offensive line. This is hopefully their last chance. I would like to see them maybe roll out with a lineup and stick with it to see how it goes through at least the first quarter. 
but they're still trying to figure out so much about this. The good news is, in practice this week, after they got back to Frisco, we saw the five starters line up on the field. Mm-hmm. You know, and right now, you know, let's sacrifice a goat to the football gods if they stay healthy. Because if they stay healthy, this is all goes away. <laughs> 100%. And as far as the offensive line goes, I mean, I do have, I think, seven guys who are locked in. Uh, the two Smiths, Biotish, Martin, Steele, the top five starters. And then Brock Hoffman, the backup center, who I think has worked his way into a spot. And Asim Richards, as you mentioned, right? The other two, because I think they'll probably carry nine, maybe ten on the offensive line. But the other two are going to be fought between Adoga, Willetsko, Josh Ball, TJ uh, Bass. Right. Um, Matt Farniok, Alec Lindstrom. Like, I really don't feel like the team has a great gauge on who those final two will be. So yeah, I, I haven't seen I, anything that solidifies any of those guys that I just mentioned as being on the team. I kind of I kind of think Farniok is likely. But like you said, nobody has stood up in the backup offensive line. Nobody's really staked their claim. Yeah. So, yeah. This, you know, and and unfortunately, in first watch, when you're watching it live, you're not going to get a whole lot of data. That takes rewatching and figuring out who is blowing their, their assignment, who is doing well, who is moving their man. So, yeah, it's going to be fun. Uh, um, the last one on the offense that we should mention, at least, that we think is up for grabs, that number six wide receiver position. Uh, Jalen Tolbert has been phenomenal taking the next step, the lights come on, whatever you want to say for the second-year wide receiver. I put on Twitter Twitter that I think he's going to challenge Michael Gallup for the number three spot, and I had someone kind of incredulously reply to that with a laughing emoji. And I'm thinking to myself, in what world did a team take a wide receiver in the third round and not expect him to at least compete for the number three wide receiver spot within the first two years of his career? Like yeah, that's, yeah. that's absolutely what the expectation should be for Jalen Tolbert, no? Yeah, and I think that uh, what he's going to be doing is is competing with Gallup for reps. Uh, yeah. That there that it's going to be interesting to see how many they start letting Tolbert go out there, and then see who is really shining because Michael Gallup certainly can fight him off and and hold on to the number three spot, but that you know they're going to want to I think at least give uh, Tolbert some Cedric Wilson type run. Uh, get him out there enough to see what he's got, get him some live play and, and start grooming him for the future. You know, because, uh, you know, I, I, Brandon Cooks is not a long-term solution. And I think that they would like to see him slide in, become part of that top three mix that they can use for a while. Uh, Kavani Turpin, uh, they may play him some at wide receiver or they may sit him because he's the fifth guy that makes this unit because he's a return guy. So he's in. He's shown that he can be an effective target, that he can be useful in the offense. And so during the season, I think we'll see him get a few snaps a game. But then it's just kind of wide open for if they carry six. Vacations can be tricky. You already know how to book flights and hotels. But now the only thing you're missing is, you know, the actual travel experience. Because is it really a vacation if you're just sitting around like you would at home? You need a tool to get the most out of your time away. That's where Viator steps in. 
you can book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Yeah, we have uh, Simi Fajoko in that mix, uh, Dennis Houston, Dontario Drummond, and of course, Jalen Brooks. Any of those guys stand out to you? I, you know, to me, I mean, I think Simi Fajoko has kind of fallen to a position where he needs something spectacular in this game to solidify and, and keep his place as a Dallas Cowboy. But then again, no one else outside of maybe Drummond has really flashed in these yeah, preseason I, games. So it'll be interesting if, what the team wants from this. I do think that if it came down to Brooks or Drummond, they're going to go with Brooks just because – even though he's just a seventh-round draft pick, the Cowboys love their draft picks, and I don't think they'll have any problem getting Drummond onto the practice squad. And let's face it, being the best wide receiver on an NFL practice squad, you're almost certainly going to get a contract at some point that year and, and get at least three games with the, uh, the, the 53-man squad just because that's how it goes with wide receivers usually have some injuries, uh, you know, so uh, you hate to see it, but I think that's going to happen. On to the defensive side of the ball. And just to kind of recap where I feel like the Cowboys will be, and we will have 53-man roster predictions all over bloggingtheboys.com. We want to hear from you guys as they get ready for that big cut down there on Tuesday after that game on Saturday. We'll be discussing it with you there on the YouTube channel, and we want to get your takes on it as well. But for me, Tom, as I see it right now, I only have 24 on the offensive side of the ball for the Cowboys, which means I'm going to run a little bit heavy on the defensive side for me. And I think that works out for them pretty deliciously. And I'll say why. Uh, Because they don't need to have a bunch of labeled linebackers or a bunch of labeled down linemen or labeled safeties to make this thing work. They have so many athletes, so many, I believe, players that can play in multiple positions and and fill multiple roles that I'm extremely excited about what this defensive rolls out, defense rolls out, but I want to give Dan Quinn more weapons to be able to utilize them. And he uses them so creatively. Uh, you know, we got some hints already uh, this past couple of days about what he's doing. Things that some people, by the way, were kind of spotting this. 
Uh, it's just exciting. But you know, we need to start that we're talking about the defense. Things got a little muddied uh, with the reported arrest of defensive end Sam Williams. Uh, it's a little confused, uh, you know, from what I'm gathering, people think that maybe he was, uh, he had edibles, uh, there was a firearm involved. I don't, Yeah. this is not going to be an immediate suspension, I don't think. Uh, we'll let it work out. He may pay some games down the road next year. He's going to be around, and between that and the fact that he was pretty much in lock, He's going to be on. He's probably not going to play this game. I think it's best just to keep him back in the back of the bench area, uh, just for various reasons. Uh, it's interesting to see what they do with Dante Fowler because I think he's on a bubble just because of the numbers. Uh, you know, you've got Villiami Fajoko, who is a draft pick, could be competing for the uh, a fifth Ed Rector job. Uh, and Isaiah Land's kind of a wild card. Uh, I think he's going to be a practice squad guy, but uh, he is—he really has shown out. And I expect him to be a guy that could have a really big game against the Raiders because he wants to really show them. And also, somebody may snatch him up. Uh, we'll see. Well, this is where, you know, the defensive line, I think they'll probably roll with 10 here. Mm -hmm. And – I do consider Michael Parsons to be a part of that group, right? I know people call him a linebacker. I know they can play him as a linebacker or step him back, but for the most part, they utilize him as a defensive lineman. And so for me, you know, I kind of think there's about nine locks on that defensive line. And that final spot is being battled over by the interior guys, right? Because I think they may run one extra interior guy, having seen what Mozzie Smith's development is up to this point. And then, Fowler is going to be on that cusp. I agree with you on the outside. Yeah. And, uh, it, you know, they, they've got, they, they've got the three defensive ends that they haven't played at all. We know they're a lock. So how, how many, do you, yeah, it's, they've got a, they've got an embarrassment of riches. Uh, you know, Jonathan Hankins is going to be your starting, uh, one tech, uh, with Mozzie Smith developing behind him. I do think you're going to see some uh, downs where they've got those two side by side. Osa Adigizua is is the other just absolutely rock solid lock. But when you look at Quentin Bohana, Chauncey Golston, and Neville Gallimore, you know, are they fighting for one or two spot? It's hard to say. And I think those three are going to get a lot of action because uh, the team wants to see what they've got. And, you know, like for Bohana, this could be his audition to make it somewhere else. Indeed. And, again, that's kind of how maybe how the Cowboys might approach it, depending on what they see from Mozzie, you know, in this game even potentially, because Mozzie will probably still get a lot of run there this game on Saturday night. That's something fun to keep an eye on, eye on and uh, be watching out for. On the linebacker core, Tom, I – could see them running with just four by name here. And yeah, that's not to say that Malik Jefferson couldn't be on that list as well as potentially a fifth, but this is the point I was making. I feel like they have so many safeties that can step into that linebacker position that Dan Quinn likes to roll out and yeah. have the skill set to match up with 
you know, bigger tight ends on the other side, right? That's kind of what they're looking for is a guy to match up with tight ends on the other yeah. side. Yeah, with over shown out, you know, you you, you know that that Van Der Esch is in. Clark's uh, uh, a lot. Yeah, Jabril Clark, Cox, Demont Clark, Devin Harper. Uh, and I, I yeah, I, I think Cox and Harper are your are going to be your four. And then, like I said, they might pull Malik Jefferson in just because they want somebody else for special teams. But he, you know, uh, I know he got hurt, uh, and so we're, we're going to have to see. Like you said, I would not be surprised to roll with four because the position designations are a little fluid under Dan Quinn's defense. And you mentioned it, the safeties. The big name that's popped up in that area is Marquise Bell. Uh, he has been training in that J. Ron Curse role, and I think we're going to see him definitely make the roster now that Overshone's out because he compensates for that, uh, you know, and they've, they've got that, you know, they got Donovan Wilson, they got uh, Malik, Malik Hooker, uh, you know, so you, you throw in, uh, you, you know, you throw in, you got curse already, of course. So, yeah, Mukwamu. I can see. Yeah. yeah, the other one was Mukwamu, who I feel like they roll out there as Jordan Lewis's backup type, right? He kind of plays the slot corners against those shifty and, and – really quick and sort of smaller wide receivers, right? Like that's sort of his role. So they have guys that are well positioned. I think we're going to get some run out of Bell and Mukuamo in this game still. So, you know, that's something to maybe look out for. Will they roll with six? Has Wanye Thomas done enough to get into the conversation or is he just going to find his way onto the practice squad? Same thing with uh, Tyler Coyle, who has flashed a little bit. But, yeah, you know, it's I think, just a question well, of whether they'll Cole, be able to play that numbers game. Uh, I think I think Thomas is most likely practice squad. That could bump Coyle off. I don't know how many they want safeties they'd want to carry on the PS. But Thomas has been very good. Uh, and right now he's kind of a nice insurance policy at this point before the cuts. And I'm not going to clarify that anymore because I'm superstitious as hell when it gets to talking about that. So, you know, yeah, the safety room is, is, uh, I don't remember a safety room like this for the Cowboys. And then you've got cornerback that's loaded. Uh, you know, you, you've got the, you know, the big two and Tra Trayvon Diggs and Stefan Gilmore. Um, the Ron Bland is in. Jordan Lewis's health complicates things. I don't know how they're going to deal with him. I, they may start him on IR. It's hard to say. I think Kelvin Joseph has played himself onto the roster again. Uh, you know, I, you, I can't argue about that. Um, Eric Scott flashed in practice. I don't think he's holding up to, to their yeah. bargain. My Sean, pet cat may need a little bit of a performance on Saturday night yeah. to secure a spot on the roster. I do think he would be on the practice squad still, though, obviously as a draft pick. And Nushon Wright def definitely needs to uh, look good. He's kind of had a little bit of – just hasn't stood out the way he should. And now, am I crazy here? I just want to recap, like, maybe two, three weeks ago when I we talked about the first preseason game – I listed Nation Wright as a guy to potentially be mindful of or watch out. And correct me if I'm wrong, you disagreed with me. You didn't feel like at the time he was on the potential chopping block. You feel like he's played his way to that level now here yeah, or that maybe 
Joseph has kind of made that conversation a little bit more difficult by his play. In yeah, they've to- gone in opposite directions in my mind. Yeah. And and, mm-hmm. and I'll yeah, hey, yeah, I was wrong about that. Uh I thought Wright was more solid. And I'm not, not ashamed to say it when I when I mess up, man. This is preseason. Funny things happen, and you find out you don't know what you don't know. And that's that's just the way it is. I don't mind it. The guy that a name that really got me curious is How will this shake CJ out? Goodwin. Uh, I am predicting he does not make the roster. I mean, he's been around a long time. He's had, uh, uh, you think about a lengthy career. You know, he's never made a lot of money, never had a big payday, but, you know, he's not, he's had a heck of a career. He's qualifies for a pension. uh, And I think, you know, he's, he's served the Cowboys well. I just think when you look at what they've got, in the rest of the rooms, I just don't think they can manage to squeeze out a spot for him because I think there are too many other good special team options uh, on this, this roster that you don't need to carry Goodwin specifically as a special teamer because I think almost anybody they would use to fill his role offers more if they have to go play on the regular defense. Man, that's Extremely well said because that's exactly what I was thinking is, hey, it's great that he's an ace special teamer, but if that's all he is, I hearken back to thinking, I can't remember specifically what draft it was, but I remember one covering the team where they basically said they were drafting special teams players. And that made a lot of people upset because you should be expecting more, right? Guys can play special teams, yes, but that's something that you have – specifically for a player that can develop, hopefully, into something. And, and Goodwin's been great, no doubt about it, right? That Thank draft was – was that wow. the notorious 2009 draft that was such a wash? Yeah, uh, I mean, basically every player in that group was worthless. Yeah, the whole – they, they kept trading back and trading back and took like 12 players or something. And it was like by the next year, I think – one or two of them were still with the team and it wasn't for long, you know? So yeah, it was, that was a mess, but yeah. We'll wrap this it is, up with, uh, do you think, do you think Brandon Aubrey's won this job as the kicker? Are you confident in that? Or you think they'll still look elsewhere when final cutdowns are made? I'll say this much. If Mike McCarthy doesn't set Aubrey up to try like a 40 yarder, uh, then Aubrey's made the team they made up their mind. It's weird. Uh, and then if he makes it, if he goes out, makes a 40 yarder or something, you know, like they, they get say it with a 46 yarder, he sends it right down the middle. Uh, no problem. He's made the team. If he misses it, watch the waiver wires on Tuesday. Well, one kick <laughs> to decide your NFL fate. One kick. Well, they, they, they haven't given him much chance to prove himself in game action. They've kind of painted themselves into this corner. Mm-hmm. Well, of course, we will be with you on Saturday night, keeping up with all the Cowboys are doing, uh, and we'll stay through it through the end. We'll have post-game reaction there on the YouTube channel as well as the pregame show. We encourage you to get involved in the conversation. You can hit us up during our Twitter spaces as well that we do at halftime, and we would love for you to get involved in that. Just search at Blogging the Boys there on Twitter, 
and you can get involved in that conversation. But, Tom, by the time we talk next, the Cowboys will have officially set their 53-man roster with the additions to it, and we'll be getting ready for Sunday night football against the New York Giants. So we hope you guys will stick with us as we get ready to roll for another fantastic Cowboys season here on Blogging the Boys, and we encourage you to get involved in the conversation. Hit us up there on Twitter or just post there on the website, right? You can get involved in the conversation, get involved in the comments, and we'd love to hear what you have to say. But for Tom, I'm Roy. Y'all stay riled up on the Cowboys, and we will see you next Thursday. to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.